Welcome to episode number 19 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast we're helping academics, graduate students, PhDs, and professors change the world through online business. This is where we're giving you the tools, the tricks, the tips that you need to build an online business from blogging, podcasting, and video, and make your dent in the world with your expertise and your research experience. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. Today's episode, we're talking about the power of superfans to grow your blog and grow your business. To do that, we have a very special guest on Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. Pat, I want to give you a big thank you and a big welcome to come joining the Grab Blogger podcast today. Oh man, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so, so much. Awesome. So before we jump into the content, and I do want to jump into the content because I think the audience is really going to like this episode, but I do just have to start with a big thank you. I started listening to the SPI, Smart Passive Income podcast, back in 2016 when I launched my online business based on blogging about my PhD research. That business has now grown today to a multi-member team. We've launched Grab Blogger since then. And I just wanted to encourage a lot of the listeners to go check out what you're doing at Smart Passive Income. If you're just getting started on your journey, go to like episode one and kind of work your way forward because it's made a tremendous difference in my life building my businesses and I wouldn't be able to do without it. So I just want to start with a big thank you for that before we kind of jumped into the content. Dude, thank you so much for that. I mean, I, I've been doing this for 11 years and this is, this is exactly why I do what I do to hear, hear things like that and how I can have an effect on people's lives. And I know that's what uh, any business owner should, should do and, and what we're going to talk about today for everybody listening. It's all about helping and serving others because then that helps spread your message even more. And, and, and now here I am on your show and, and we're talking about my new book and this is so cool. So uh, just thank you for the reminder to uh, remind me why I do what I do. This is, this is exactly it. Love it. So as I said in the outset, we're talking about the power of super fans to grow your blog and your business. We're going to talk about what is a super fan? Why are they so critical? And probably what the audience is wants, most wants to hear is how do you find, create, and grow them as part of their own audience? Uh, as Pat mentioned, this is something he knows a lot about. He's just about to release a book, Super Fans, The Easy Way to Stand Out, Grow Your Tribe, and Build a Successful Business. And that book actually comes out August 13th. And if you're listening to this episode of the podcast, when it comes out, it's August 8th. So that'll be five days before, August 8th, 2019. So Pat's going to give you a couple of links you can go to if you want to pre-order the book or become part of the, uh, you know, the pre-launch team. If you're listening to this in the future, I'm sure that the, there'll be links to, uh, to get your access to that. I personally pre-ordered three copies of the book, one for myself, then two special copies. And we'll, you'll have to wait till the end of this episode, so stick around to the end to figure out what's going to happen with those two special copies. Um, but there's maybe a chance for you, the listener, to get your hands on them. So just in a way of getting started, I, before we jump into the main topic, which is super fans, I just want to take the listeners back a bit because there's a lot of listeners in this audience that did their PhD, that are doing a postdoc, that are doing a professorship, um, and they feel like they're A, not going to make tenure, B, they're going to be let go sometime in the near future, or they just got released from their university. Um, only one in kind of 10 or, or less PhDs actually go on to be university professors over the long term. So there's a lot of people being let go. What I want to rewind to is just, I know you get started back 2007, 2008 with a blog, which turned to a business, both the architecture exam. I feel like there's a lot of listeners in the audience that could relate to that story if they heard it. So without taking too much time away from the main topic, is there any way you can kind of go through that process a bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up in uh, San Diego, California, straight A student, graduated from uh, high school, top of class, graduated from college, top of class uh, with an architecture degree. I wanted to be an architect. It was, it was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I was doing it. I was doing it for three, four years uh, until 2008 when I was let go. Uh, my dream taken away from me. And it was, it was a tough blow. I didn't really have a plan B. I uh, was very upset too uh, at just 
you know, things because I was like, well, what's happening here? I did everything I was supposed to, what they all said to do, graduated top of class. I was even in my architecture firm, youngest to be promoted to job captain uh, as I was, I was getting licensure and, and all that stuff. And yet I still got let go. And obviously a lot of people know back then it was because of the recession, but even still, I felt kind of, uh, betrayed a little bit because I, I thought that doing it every doing it right was supposed, supposed to land me this secure job yet I still got let go well to make a long story short I took some knowledge I had about a particular exam in the in architecture space called the lead exam l-e-e-d which is about green buildings sustainable design those kinds of things it was a very difficult exam there wasn't a lot of information about it when I took it but I knew I could help people with it and I decided to build a website and I was very active in forums, helping people pass this exam. And eventually I started to become known as a sort of a go-to person in that space. And uh, so much so that a lot of people started asking me, like, you should write a book. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not qualified to write a book. Like I didn't even get a perfect score. I didn't, you know, get my degree in sustainable design yet. I still was seen as the expert because I was posting about it and helping people. And in uh, late 2008, I published a study guide. I uh, sat down, wrote a Word document, turned it into a PDF file, and sold it for $19 as an ebook online. And in that month, I had made $7,908.55 from this book. And it just, it just blew me away. I had no idea that this world really existed. And every time I sort of scratched a little itch of an entrepreneur and, and did some research uh, in the online business space, all I could come across were these scummy, snake oily type people who were like selling the dream. And it was interesting because here I was doing it. And yet, yes, I was making money. But in addition to that, I was getting these thank you notes and all these people who are like, thank you so much. And were calling me by name and giving me recognition stuff that I never got as a, a soon to be architect. And, and that's when I made the decision to go full in with uh, entrepreneurship and build that business out. I added more products. I started smartpassiveincome.com where most people know me from now, which is where I started talking about the process of how I built that business, uh, giving people inside access to everything I was doing, everything I was doing right, everything I was doing wrong, things I would have done differently, including um, how much money I was making and, and where it was all coming from. And um, What's really cool is I started to become known as sort of the transparent, authentic person who was not the snake oily guy in the space, but who was just honest about it. And, and the truth is it's hard and it's, it's not easy, but it's possible. And, and I feel like really anybody can do it with the passion to help people behind it. Um, and that's what I teach people to do today. And, and Superfans is just another moment in time of uh, some really important pieces of advice that I want to share with people who are helping to build uh, their businesses. And, and that's where we're at today, which is it's pretty crazy. You know, I think back and honestly, getting laid off was the best thing that could ever happen to me. That's a great point. So I want to highlight a couple things from that conversation I think will really resonate with graduate students, postdocs that are now on their third postdoc and like, I can't get a job, people that got rejected from university. So three points. One, I did all the right things. I heard you say that. And I hear that time and time again, people are emailing me saying, I've done all the right things and, and I still got let go. So that's number one. Number two is that it's possible. These people are experts. I'm an expert. My expertise is chemical engineering, industrial safety fire and explosions involving solid powders. That's what my blog is about. That's what Dust Safety Science, my business is about. It's possible if you put yourself out there. Number three, you can do it without being scummy, just like you said. You don't have to be the, in a, in a, in a previous episode, I talked about funnels and funnels are for numbers, not for people. You don't really want to trap people in this funnel where they can't climb out. Funnel is just a word to say you have this percentage of people dropping off. <laughs> so you can do it without being scummy. So those are three things I want to highlight. If anybody's interested in checking that story, there's a post on smartpassiveincome.com, which we'll put in the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 19. It just goes through Pat's journey through creating 
in the lead, which was the original website, and then Green Exam Academy, just going through our process. And I've sent people that are way that are just getting started as experts to to look at that. So I guess the the topic today is the power of super fans to help grow you to those next steps in your blog. Can you give us just a definition? What what is a super fan? Yeah, super fan is if you are, for example, a musician, a super fan would be somebody who not only has posters and has bought all the albums, but they would travel eight hours to go and listen to your set. If you're selling products, they're buying your products before it even comes out. They, their credit card's already ready. They've loved everything that you've done so far and, and, and trust you. And they don't even read the sales page when they buy your products. If you are a performer, I mean, they're at your show front row and, and they, they wouldn't be, be anywhere else in the world. These are, their, these are your super fans. And it doesn't matter what kind of business you have, you can have super fans. And the way I was introduced to this is actually related to my architecture website. I got an email one day from a woman named Jackie and she was just so ecstatic that I was uh, able to help her finally pass this exam. She was studying for like a year. She got my guide. I helped her out a little bit via email and she was just so thankful that she finally passed the exam. She got a promotion. She got a raise and she was like, I want to invite you to dinner. Like, thank you so much. My family can go to Disneyland now. And at the end of this email, it said, I'm a huge fan. Thanks. And I was like, what? Like, how are you a fan? Of, I just helped you pass an exam. Like I, I was a fan of Michael Jordan and, you know, Harry Potter and those kinds of things, but like a fan of Pat Flynn, the architecture guy, like this doesn't make any sense. But then the next couple months went by and I noticed that there were like 30 or 40 customers coming in from the very same exact company that she was from. And I finally realized that she actually went out and convinced every single person in her firm to buy the same product. And I was like, wow, because number one, it was, this was an ebook. She could have just sent it to them for free and I would have never known. But she convinced them to buy from me because she was so thankful and wanted to repay me. This one single person turned into 30 new customers. And it was because of the experience that she had. Not only did I help her solve her problems, but I provided her a lot of little touch points that got her to realize that I actually cared for her and what she was going through, which was really interesting. And in my business now, that's the kind of service that I recommend, you know, everybody provide and, and it can be done in a scalable way. And these are the kinds of things I talk about in my book. There was an article written by a guy named Kevin Kelly called a thousand true fans. It should be really inspiring to everybody who's creating anything because it makes you realize that you don't need a blockbuster hit. Whenever you hear people talk about business, they're like, Oh, I want to be a, you know, I, I, I want to be, I want to have millions of followers, millions of, of, of subscribers. And I need to create the next Uber. I need, I, I should create the next eBay. The truth is you don't need to have that to have something amazingly successful and fulfilling in life. You just need, as Kevin says, a thousand true fans. Because if you have those a thousand true fans and they love your creative, they love your art, your service, your knowledge so much that they'll be willing to pay on a low end $100 a year. It's less than $10 a month. That's a six-figure business right there, a thousand people times $100 a year. And the crazy thing is these fans are going to bring even more people in. And as much as we're like funnelizing everything, like you said, and we're worried about search engine optimization and advertising and social media and getting more and more and more exposure, cool, that's important. But what happens when those people finally get to your brand, when they finally are in your business? They're going to have the same treatment like everybody else unless you do it differently. And the truth is your business will grow internally from the inside if you focus on creating those super fan-like moments. And uh, as great as Kevin Kelly's article was and how inspiring that was, it shows you don't, you don't need a blockbuster hit. There was no how-to. The Superfans book is the how-to. And I love that you talk about funnels because I talk about funnels in this book as well, but I flip the funnel. I turn it into a pyramid because where people come in is the bottom. They come in the largest part of your audience, especially if you're focused on all those other things I mentioned. 
is the casual audience member. The person who like discovers you for the first time, they have no idea who you are. You've just been able to serve them through a link somewhere. They found you on Google or recommend, like they have no idea who you are. Your job is to up them into the next level, which is the active audience member. These are subscribers, followers. They know who you are. They know what you have to offer. They're not yet fans yet. Fans don't happen overnight. But then from there, you bring them into the community, a smaller portion of the overall user base, but one of the strongest pieces of your brand, because this is you not only talking to your customers and, and people and not your people just talking to you. This is them speaking to each other. Like, you know, you think of anybody who's a fan of Star Trek, they go to like Trekkie conventions. First of all, they have a name, they're Trekkies, but they also go to conventions to find other people like them, which does what for Star Trek? It keeps it living. It keeps it going. And then of course, at the top, you have your super fans, which is where, guess what? Most of your customers are going to come from. Most of your engagement is going to come from most of your comments. So as much as a funnel is great, and it's important to have a funnel, you know, people enter here and they end up here. But I like your analogy of it's like it's, it's hard for people to climb out. With the flip, the pyramid, people are at the bottom and guess what? You have to help them up. And, and there's gravity at play. It's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. But once they're there, they're at the top of the summit. They're feeling good. They're shouting from that mountain saying, come on, come up here, come with me. And they're bringing their people in warm. They're bringing their people in who are ready to be customers versus you worrying about brand new people cold and trying to convince them about who you are. This is what Superfans is about. It's what I believe business should be moving forward. It's our, it's our insurance policy as business owners because those Superfans are going to be with you forever and they will be there for you even if your website goes down, even if your social media channels, those algorithms get in the way like they are right now and you're, you're not able to reach everybody. Guess what? Your Superfans are going to go out of their way to make sure that they have you in their life because you've, you've done so much for them. And this book is all about those little touch points that you can provide over time since the moment they find you to, to up them, uh, to, to bring them to the top of the pyramid and become, become super fans. Well, if you're, if you're listening to this in the future, this was episode 19, episode 20 of the podcast. I just looked at my, my stats coming out is understanding the value ladder for your business and your blog, which is just kind of this pyramid concept that Pat said. So I did record it before this episode. I didn't just copy everything you said and put it in there, but... <laughs> Well, it just verifies that this is what you what you should be doing, right? Yeah, I agree. So I want to I want to ask a question, I guess, to my myself, and I'll kind of give part of the answer. Um, you mentioned a thousand true fans, which is a really good concept. What does this mean if you're if you're an expert in a really niche field? Would be a question I'd ask my listeners. And the answer is, you may not even need a thousand fans. When we got our first five hundred dollars per month in ad sponsorship, we had a hundred and fifty people on our newsletter. When we launched our company, Dust Safety Science, in April of 2018, I actually wrote a, a blog post about this that was called The Five Lessons I Learned from Launching My Online Research Company. And I did it live at a conference. I did a presentation said, this is our mission. This is our goal. This is what we're doing. But lesson number one was the power of superfans. And this was September 2018 that this blog post went up. So I only had maybe like three superfans, but they were all at this conference. And I'll highlight a couple of ways that they got me to launch this business. And this was about $30,000 that we made in revenue in that four-day conference. One was one fought to have me present uh, at the conference. And the, his boss said, it's full. And he said, you need to have Chris Cloney. He's talking about dust explosions and fires, industrial safety stuff. Um, you need to have him. So they fit me and gave me a slot where there wasn't one because somebody went to bat for me. The first day, the first talk, they had a panel discussion. And another one of my super fans was up in front of the room of 500 people 
and said, literally, my son, I just told him the night before that my son was being born. And he said in front of him, and we have Chris Cloney here who's, who's blogging about dust explosions, which is my field. And I have to tell you that he's just expecting. And then he looked at me like, oh, I'm not supposed to say this. And I was like, well, what are you going to say now? So I just gave him a thumbs up and he said he's expecting his first son. The rest of the event, everybody knew who I was. So there's room 500 people. The first two companies, that was one to sign up. Another company was another super fan. And then they just kept sending people my way the whole conference. So we were able to sign up 10 companies as advertisers for the mission that we had, which is, which is to achieve a year with zero fatalities by 2038 from these industrial hazards. So it works as you're an expert, but it's actually, I'm trying to think of a better analogy, but like it's on steroids. You're in a very, very niche topic. There's only hundreds of people in the world that care about my specific research field. If you become kind of seen as a leader in that field, it's, it's even more powerful to have super fans, even more powerful to have these people that are really going to bat for you. So I just want to highlight that because my the audience listening to this podcast is going to be experts and they may be a little bit afraid about putting themselves out there, but the things you can do are, are really immense. So that's kind of the background of what is a super fan. I think we even talked about a lot of, of why you need them. I want to get into some of the nitty gritty details now. How do, we, how do we go about finding them? How do we you know grow them? How do we encourage them to become super fans? I, gave, I think you gave a stepwise process where they're, kind of listeners, then they're an activated audience, and then maybe they're fans. So if you just repeat that stepwise process and then go into how do we as, as bloggers, as podcasters, as video producers, go about enticing these people to join our tribe? Well, fans aren't found, they're created, right? So for anybody who comes across you in some any way, shape or form, that's your opportunity to bring them up this pyramid. And it starts at the bottom with your casual audience members. These are the people who have just found you, right? And these are the people who uh, you need to activate to become active subscribers. And the way you do, there's a number of different ways I talk about in the book. My two favorite ways involve number one, giving them a small, quick win. This is so key. And and, and this reminds me of, uh, so when I was in architecture, I was a personal finance blog nerd. I read all the personal finance blogs. And there was one in particular that I was hesitant to read because the name was a little off-putting to me. It was called, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. I heard it was popular. This guy, Ramit Sethi, who is big in the finance space. But I was like, oh, that sounds, yeah, I don't know. But then I came across an article of his that was, I can't remember the exact title, but it was basically, uh, read this script to your cable company and save 20% on your cable bill in 15 minutes. And I was like, wait, really? Like, I could do that? So during lunch one day, I called my cable company and I read this script that he wrote out for me and I was able to save 25% of my cable bill like in 15 minutes during lunch. And me back then, I was like... Oh my gosh, uh, across a whole year, I've saved like thousands of dollars. Like over 40 years, I've saved like six figures. Like, wow, for me, like amazing. So, of course, I just dove right into all of his stuff because he gave me that quick win versus the other personal finance bloggers who were saying this Oh, you have to not drink lattes. You have to save $25 a month in your account for 40 years, and then you'll reap the rewards. Who do you think I'm going to be more interested in? The person who gave me the quick win or the person who's making me wait 40 years for that win? I was obviously a fan of Ramit after that point. I was activated. I, I, I dove into all of his content. I even went and paid for some of his courses after that. And now he and I are friends, which is really cool. But yeah, that's how I got in with him. So providing a small, quick win. And a lot of us, even though we want to offer these giant things, and it's hard because we, we are, we're experts, right? So we know a lot and we want to just shower our, our people with all that information. But the, but the truth is you got to find those small little tidbits first. If you want to change somebody's life, you need to start by changing their day first and give them something quick and easy that they can use that they're going to just run with and then they're going to come back. There's been a lot of psychology and studies about um, 
the small quick win and that reward that you give that will then bring that person back. It's, it's like kind of like that yes ladder that, that we talk about. Um, another way that I love doing this is to make sure that you are speaking the right language. You're using the right lyrics. My wife, she's a huge fan of the Backstreet Boys, been for, you know, 30 years. And uh, she was telling me about the first time she remembered listening to one of their songs. And it was at a time when she was uh, going through a breakup with her boyfriend. She was 15 and the Backstreet Boys came on the radio and she was like, yeah, I remember hearing that song before, but I never paid attention. But this time I did because every word that they were saying was about what I was going through in my life. That was her activation moment with the band. And of course, after that, she bought the album, she got a concert ticket and she got the bobbleheads and that whatever, like all that crap. But um, it started with getting the lyrics right in our, in our business we may know how to solve problems, but unless we speak the same language as our target audience, it don't matter that you know how to solve those problems. Those people won't know that. Uh, Jay Abraham, a very famous old school marketer, uh, once said, if you can define the problem better than your target customer, they will automatically assume you have the solution. And that's when you get a person going, oh man, like, yeah, you get me. Like, you must be the person that I need to go to because you understand what I'm going through. So those are a couple of quick ways that you can activate a casual audience member to want to subscribe, to want to come back for more. Right. And then from there, now that they're a part of that, well, this reminds me of when I was a kid, I was, I was a short kid. I was five feet tall, my senior year of high school. Right. And unfortunately I had tall friends who liked to play basketball, not a good setup for me, but they were nice. And they invited me to play basketball every day. And every day I would never get past the ball. I was always last pick. I would never have a chance to shoot. So even though I was quote playing basketball, I was on the court. I never really felt like I belonged to that group and it didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me want to go and, and be a part of it even more. And in our businesses, often we bring people into our ecosystem. We get these subscribers, but then we know we don't make them feel like they belong. And there's a number of different ways that you can do this. You can get them to help uh, you, you, first of all, get them to uh, give them permission to speak up, give them permission to, to, to talk and, and, and comment and engage. And there's some, a lot of, there's a lot of engagement related strategies in the book for this level, because once a person is involved, then they're going to be invested, right? So one quick example is like with the cover of my book, I went to a certain group of people in my audience and I said, Hey, here are five different versions of this book covers. Which one do you like better? Can you tell me why? Now, of course, this helps me because I get a little survey really quick to understand, okay, well, which one is actually making a bigger impact. But more importantly, in my eyes, is the fact that I'm involving my audience in the process of what's being created. And as a result of them being involved, they're going to be very interested in what it actually turns out. Uh, they're going to be feeling like they're a part of it. And so now that this book comes out, they're feeling like this is also their book, their book as well. This is where you can start to build that community and level them up into the community, which is where you have to have and, and create moments where your people can find each other, whether that's in a live setting, which is why a lot of people do live events. I'm doing my first live event uh, later this year or online doing live streams. And you'll notice that when you do live streams, a lot of people in the comment sections will connect with each other and you can facilitate that. And when you do that, guess what? That heightens your brand. Just like I talked about, I mean, Lego, for example, who I talk about in the book, they were on the brink of bankruptcy. They were $800 million in debt in 2013. They were just focusing way too much on product and product and product. So their CEO came by and he said, we need to build for our fans again. And so that's when you started to see a lot of deals between Lego and things that fans wanted, which were, you know, Minecraft sets or Harry Potter sets or all these other sets and license deals. Yes, that they had to spend even more money on, but guess what? Now they are worth 
billions more than Hasbro and Mattel combined because they started focusing on fans in some interesting ways. Number one, like we talked about getting their audience involved. If you go to Lego ideas, I don't know if it's legoideas.com or ideas.lego.com, but anybody, any one of us can create a Lego creation out of our Legos, post it up there. And if it gets over 10,000 votes from the community, Lego will consider manufacturing that product that the community member created. And actually you'll get a royalty from that. How amazing is that? Creation number four was actually the DeLorean from Back to the Future, which was really cool because I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. And then uh, have you ever heard of an AFOL? A-F-O-L? I have not, no. That's an adult fan of Lego. And they're known as AFOLs. And if you go to meetup.com and look up AFOLs or AFOL, you're going to find that there's thousands of meetings that happen every single year with fan, adult fans of Lego who come together and they talk about the products. They, uh, they, they build things together. They help influence the company. Like, and Lego loves this. They want it to happen. If you go to YouTube and look up Lego, you don't see only Lego showing up, like Lego, the company showing up with their own products. Guess what? You see 10 million videos from Lego creators, user-generated content, which they want to happen. A lot of companies go the opposite way. They go, no, you're not allowed to use our product in your videos. You're not allowed to use our trademark. You're not, you know, but Lego's going the opposite. They're going, no, fans, you guys are fans. Like, guess what? They're, they're helping promote to promote the product at the same time and bringing that community closer together. And there's a lot of ways that you can do this online, offline, but to put the cherry on top, my favorite way to build a super fan is just to give a, a person a little bit of personal time. And no, that's not completely scalable, but it does a dramatic thing. I think this is very helpful for your audience too, who may not have millions of followers or millions of subscribers in their business. So you have, you have an even better opportunity because there's less people in your audience. You can get to know them even better. You should know their names. You should reach out to them via Instagram, direct message, send them a quick video, which you can all do for free right now. Just know that you can do that. You can send a video on Instagram for free to, to, to your followers. If you have followers or customers that you see or on social media, send them a direct message, a video with your face saying, Hey, what's up, Jim? Just Pat here. Wanted to see how you're doing. If you have any questions, let me know. Just, uh, just want to check in literally less than 10 seconds to create. You're going to get a response that is like, you've blown their minds. You've given them a little bit of attention. And when you want to talk about competition, your competition's not doing this. And this is where, this is where like in small town days, when people used to do business before the internet, like you would go to Bob the baker's bakery because not just the bread's good, but you go because when you walk in, Bob's like, Hey, welcome back. Like, how's Jimmy? How's little, little Tammy doing? And, and he knows you and you know, their, their family. And you go to Bob the Baker all the time, every single week, same time you're a fan of his. And guess what? A supermarket opens up in between with bread. That's even cheaper, but you know what? You still make that walk to go to Bob the Baker because Bob knows you and you know, Bob, and that's the relationship. And, and that little personal touch goes such a long way. If you have a smaller business, you have more opportunities than those bigger brands to make that personal touch. That's what's going to help you stand out. That's what's going to build you, uh, those super fans for you. And like I said, it doesn't happen over, overnight, but we all have access to the tools right now to be able to make this happen. Oh, I love it. I think that was, I, I stopped counting at about 10 tips on getting, on getting super fans. <laughs> Sorry. Out of my notes. I get a little passionate about this, <laughs> but it's uh no, it's, it's perfect. I think it's a great way to, you know, just illustrate the power. Uh, one, the kind of one I put a star beside was just focus on your fans ideas, not your ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's not really about what you want or what you think people need. Go and talk to somebody, pick up a phone, talk to them, send them an email, get on Skype or get on zoom and use those ideas then to serve them better and build a business from them. So this has been an amazing interview. I know the grab blogger 
fans and hopefully super fans are gonna are gonna really like this. Where's the best spot for them to go to find out more about super fans? As I mentioned, if you're listening to this today, it comes out. The book launches in five days from now. But where where should they go to find out more if they're listening then or even in the future? Yeah, I mean, you could, um, I mean, I, I don't know, Chris, if you have like a, an affiliate link or something that you want people to go through, I uh, recommend going there to, to give back to Chris for all the amazing things he's doing. But either way, if you want to go to yoursuperfans.com, uh, if you go before the launch, you can submit your receipt for the pre-order there at yoursuperfans.com. And you'll actually, I'll give you the audiobook for free during launch week, which is a, which is a good deal. I know a lot of you like to listen, which is great. Uh, and that's before August 13th. If you're listening to this in the future, after just you know, go through Chris's link if he has one uh, during the sh- on the show notes or whatever. Or if you wanted to go to yoursuperfans.com, uh, you could find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and yeah, just just super stoked to get it into everybody's hands because this is to me what uh, businesses need to be starting to think about because we're all sort of uh, jaded by those vanity numbers that we all want, right? Like more subscribers, more traffic. And yeah, that stuff's important, but it's the super fans, the things that are not really measurable, which is why I don't think a lot of people are doing it right now. But those are the things that are going to give you a future proof business and help you get started faster and help you build deeper connections. And I love that tip that you mentioned at the end there. I even reach out to 10 email subscribers, even though I have an email list of over 200,000 people, I still make the time every single month to talk to 10 people in my audience on the phone because guess what? It takes the guesswork out. I don't have to guess what content to create. I don't have to guess what products to create. It is all crowdsourced from my people and, and the super fans that I have. So uh, I highly recommend following that advice from Chris. And I hope that you'll check out the book. Again, you can submit your receipt at yoursuperfans.com or just, just get it wherever. Agreed 100%. And um, yeah, we will have those links in the show notes if we do end up uh, with an affiliate link, we'll put it somewhere near the top. But that's not really my my goal with this. I, I've bought Pat's books before. I've already bought this one, a couple of versions of it, which we'll talk about in in a moment. Um, so just go pick it up. I know it's going to change if you're running an online business. I know it's going to have a big impact. And then if you want to, you know, if you want to hit me up about it later, shoot me an email and tell me how great it it helped you move your business, move the needle on your business. So Pat, I just want to say thanks again. I really appreciate having you on the podcast. I know that the audience is really going to get a lot from this interview. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and uh, good luck to everybody. Awesome. Thanks, Pat. And we'll be talking soon because I'm actually heading down that way for, uh, for FlynnCon just in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Thanks, man. So you've been listening to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney and Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. And we've been talking about the power of superfans to grow your blog and your business. We talked about what is a superfan? Why are they so critical to building up an, an online community, building up an online blog, and to growing your business. And we gave a ton of tips on how to actually go about doing that. As Pat said, you can find his book at YourSuperFans.com, Y-O-U-R, Superfans, with an S, dot com. If you are joining in the next couple of days, you can pre-order it, get a, a number of goodies there, like the free audiobook version. If you're listening in the future, then uh, you should be able to get it there as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're excited about the, the content that we're sharing with GrabBlogger. As always, you can get a transcript of these episodes at grabblogger.com slash 19. And we'll actually pull out some of these tips that we have for creating super fans in your business or finding super fans and actually going about um, using those to kind of build your own personal brand in a way that's going to help that community and, and create the change you want in the world. So I mentioned at the top of the episode that I personally purchased three copies of the Superfans book on pre-order, so they will be delivered to uh, my home address here once that comes out. And I want to share how you can get your own, your hands on the copy. So we're actually going to do a giveaway, a random draw. And to enter the draw, all you have to do is tweet 
or leave, put a message on Instagram, tagging at Grablogger and at Pat Flynn. And in that message, leave a URL to your blog and just put the change that you want to see in the world, the change you want to create, the dent you want to make in the universe. I really want to show Pat, I want to show the, the people that are, are following with, uh, with him on social media, the power that academics have, the PhD have, PhDs have, the people with this level of expertise have to make the sort of change in the world. So again, if you want to enter the random draw giveaway, tag at Grabblogger and at Pat Flynn on Instagram or Twitter. We will collect these up until September 15th, 2019, so a month after the book comes out, and we'll draw for the two copies of Superfans. There's a twist here. If you've already ordered the book, which I would encourage you to do, all you need to do is when we reach out and say you're the winner, email us a copy of the receipt, go on Amazon or wherever you bought it from, send us a copy of the receipt, and we'll actually give you a gift card to Amazon to buy any two books of your choice. We'll do this up to, say, $50. I'd recommend Will It Fly and Let Go by Pat Flynn to kind of get the full the full suite of his books, but uh, we'll leave that choice up to you. So again, option A is if you have not already purchased Superfans and you're pulled out of the random draw, then we will give you the copy that we bought here. We're going to give two of those. If you've already purchased Superfans and win the draw, then we'll give you a gift card for any two books of your choice up to $50 on Amazon. So as always, I really appreciate you listening to the Grabblogger podcast. I'm really excited to keep bringing these people that are at the forefront of online business, online marketing, digital marketing, to help integrate with us academics, us people with PhDs and expertise, so we can really start and continue to make a big change in the world. So until next week, I hope you have a great week ahead. I'm really looking forward to continuing to help you grow your business. And I've already gave an idea what the topic is for next week's episode. <music> <laughs>